All right, welcome everyone. I hope everyone's having an amazing day. And I'm Katara Sky, and we've got the lovely Satara Faye with us today. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited it's to be a here. Pleasure. And I just want to do a little introduction before we dive deep into it. So, Satara has been an intuitive entrepreneur since 2012 and seamlessly integrates metaphysical expertise with global crypto projects. And with a dual background in metaphysics and digital innovation, her insights redefine the business landscape. And in our talk today, she's gonna to reveal how to connect with intuition in just three seconds swiftly, and people can learn to unlock these dormant intuitive abilities and leverage them for career advancement even. Ah, oh, that is amazing. I think you just said so many things in that bio that resonates <laughs> with, you know, how we need to live these days, more understanding of that tech space, deeply guided by our intuition and being visionary. So welcome to the show. And I would love you to actually just tell us a little bit about your background and how you are psychic and a medium before we jump into it. Yeah, well, for one, you know, it's kind of funny when I've heard mediums and psychics say I was born and I had these experiences since I was a little girl. And for a long time, I was like, I did it really. And then it actually took me developing my psychic abilities and understanding psychic abilities for me to look back and go, okay, wait, no, I actually was. And I think that that's something that's important to emphasize, not just for my experience, but for many others, because as you know, I, I teach people how to develop their psychic abilities. Mm. And one of the things that's important to recognize with that is that we are all using our psychic abilities already. We just oftentimes don't know what they are. And so yeah. when we learn what they are, we go, wait, I'm already doing that. So yes, I was born a medium. I didn't understand what that meant, which means um, I'm able to communicate with spirits that are outside of body. So that includes spirit guides, baby beings, angels, demons, all sorts of weird stuff that's out there. Um, and so for a lot of my early adolescence, those abilities started coming on really strong, but I didn't exactly know what they were. So I tried to turn it down with drinking or smoking weed. Those those two things block our channels completely um, and can turn things down. So that was effective for me until it wasn't, until I really started to learn that that was more detrimental to me as a natural trance medium. And so what that means is I can very easily allow my consciousness to step out of my body and allow another being to come into my body. So similar to Abraham through Esther or Bashar, there are, you know, there are a few famous ones that are out there. Um, but ultimately, if that is a natural talent or natural ability, drinking is one of the most detrimental things <laughs> that trans mediums can do because we leave ourselves open to so many other spirits. Yeah. Um, and I'll just add a little caveat that that's not just to trans mediums. That <laughs> can happen oh, to a lot of people just in general. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, that's probably the area where they all like to hang out, right? And especially if, you know, you're probably wanting to connect to higher beings and people are not people, but guides who are wanting to bring through insightful information. But we've got a lot of low level beings who just want to find a body to jump into. So they're probably going to hang out in all the places where we're drunk, uh, drinking and, and stuff. So 
I agree with you. I think <laughs> noticing those um, hmm, coping mechanisms sometimes <clears throat> that numb our, our skills down. So you mentioned psychic and medium, and I think I might've heard you actually speak about this before. So let's get that out of the air. So what do you think is the difference between psychic medium and a healer? Because sometimes people use the words interchangeably, but they are different. So what's your view on that? Yeah, they are very much different. Um, not, not all psychics are mediums, but all mediums are psychic. Hmm. So what that means is that um, to be a psychic and what a psychic reading is, is that you are reading energy. So when people ask me specifically, you know, what does that mean? Because I've been asked that question a hundred million times in my life. I boiled it down to one sentence. Okay. And that is that I translate energetic frequencies into language. It's that it's that you're reading energetic currents in the same way you would read letters on a page. You just learn how to read it. Mm. So everything is energy. And so psychics can read energy, whether that's a past life that's stored in the person's field or a stuck emotion, uh, an energetic cord, whatever it be, it's all energy. So we learn to read energy Yeah. as a medium medium mediumship is the ability to communicate with spirit. And that's what I mean, spirit outside of bodies, that's baby beings. So beings that are ready to incarnate, that's loved ones who have passed. That's I think the most common and easiest one that people understand, yeah. but it's also spirit guides, unfortunately, dark forces, which is why a lot of people are very afraid of opening their awareness to it. But I can tell you right now that just because you're going la 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 la, it doesn't mean they're not there already. So yes. my my gentle encouragement to, you know, help people get over that fear is wouldn't you rather know that they're there? <laughs> wouldn't mm -hmm. you rather interact with and know that, you know, the space is clear that you're safe and protected and, and all of that. Yeah. Um, and then healing. So healing and reading energy are two completely different things. They come from two different mechanics, uh, in our own energetic system. Mm. Healing is the ability to transmute, manipulate, or change energy. Yeah. So if reading is literally just reading, gathering information, healing is what we do when we actually shift one frequency into another. And yeah. that's transmutation. But it can also be moving energy through the meridian systems or Qigong or mm -hmm. Reiki or anything like that where you're actually moving energy through the system. Yeah. Now, that being said, something that's coming to my mind that I, I don't think I've really shared in one of these conversations is when I'm doing a psychic reading with somebody, I, I actually don't do a lot of healing anymore. I, mm. I will give somebody prompts so that they can heal themselves and that they can experience that, right? It's like teaching a person to fish rather yes. than fishing for them sort of thing. So that's, that's where I'm at in my journey with this. And what I do look for when I'm doing readings with somebody, especially if I'm teaching them to grow their business or if they're working with clients in that intuitive space, is I look for how well they can heal themselves given a prompt. So if I say I see some energy in your field that's, let's say, associated with some repressed anger towards mom, usually if someone just like shines a little spotlight or a little flashlight on it, if somebody knows how to heal themselves, that energy will start moving just by me witnessing it. 
just by me watching it. So that's where somebody can heal the energy themselves with gentle prompting. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess that not that that's a gray area with healing or being a healer, but that's part of the dynamic I would say that happens in readings. Yeah, beautiful and powerful. It's very empowering that people know that they can actually have the power to do something for themselves. So Mm -hmm. wonderful. And reading energy. I love talking about this and, you know, having done or having studied in in multiple things and still wondering like, oh, why didn't they tell me about this, you know, and how to read energy or why did they help develop, you know, the skills. So I think that it's, it's always a continuous process to fine tune these awareness skills and fine tune what's the process and actually get to an accurate or appropriate reading. So what about where we read energy from? And that's something that's only kind of really been amplified in my awareness in the last, I don't know, a month or two, having been initiated into hermetics and really being exposed to a much broader range of frequencies and even dropping a lot of old things of how I used to work in this way, in the medium capacity or in the healer. And I'm just like, wow, the level of where energy can come in from I think I was just like, my lid was blown open. I was like, oh my God, (laughs) I've never (laughs) even encountered beings like this. So now is that a skill level on different mediums, channels on where they can access energy from and then read them? Yes, absolutely. And I do want to, I want to have this conversation with, a bit of a warning um, because I think when people get really curious to explore mediumship and we get really excited and we kind of run into it like a puppy, it's like, there are so many distortions that I'm seeing in the field right now. And there's a lot of false light beings and there are a lot of very interesting connections that people are making to beings that they are not familiar with. And it's very easy to get into a dynamic or to get into a relationship with these beings. Um, It's just really important to be careful. And it's really important to have people that have traversed the field and can teach discernment in this. I've been to channeling classes and I've been to places where they were actually teaching trance channeling. Mm. with no awareness of protection with no awareness of discernment it was basically just like open yourself up and let a being come in um and it was quite alarming to me because I had already been trained I'd already been trained as a trans channel and so to see this it was like this this might be a little derogatory but it's kind of like going into the orgy dome without a condom like you really (laughs) can (laughs) ha 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 like to give a bit of a blunt like um visual of what that can be like it's that if you're allowing yourself to connect with, with what's in the field right now. And, and I want to specifically say like right now with what's going on on the planet, we've Mm -hmm. all been feeling an intensity in the collective unconscious. You know, we've all been feeling a little bit more restless. And with that, that's what I'm picking up on is creating these distortions and where these false light beings can come from. And so one way to really be able to discern um, between this is that a false light being will come to you and they will want to attach and, and make like agreements and like, I'll do this for you or you do this for me. And there's kind of like 
a dynamic there that is like, okay, well, what's actually going on here? Mm. Like when there is a trade-off between this. Now the false light energy, and this is where it gets really interesting. Cause I've actually even seen this in a lot of Kirtan circles oh. um, and lack of discernment in this is that when we are chanting to deities and we're chanting to beings that we are not conscious to, and we don't know how to use our own discernment by what we're connecting to, you can quite literally give your own autonomy and your sovereignty unknowingly to hmm. these other kind of energies without having the discernment of what you're connecting to. Yes. And it's a massive problem in the new age community, like yes. massive problem. Yeah. So those are things that I just want to speak to before we just dive into what is channeling, what is mediumship, what is trans channeling. There's so much to be cautious of. And it's similar in the sense of, let's say a business deal. You're not going to invest a lot of money or time and energy with somebody if you've just met them a week ago. So mm. we should not be giving our sovereignty up to beings that come to us the first time because they look illuminated. Yes. Or, and, and this is the best way to discern, to, to get really clear on what is discernment and what does that look like mm. is that what's really, really key is that these false light beings that will want to come in and say this, 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 and they'll start making agreements. And it's like, okay, well, this is really interesting. Um, and it kind of, yeah, it, it, it's interesting. I'll just mm -hmm. say that. There will be a sense of like euphoria, but it comes in the upper body chakras. It comes fifth chakra, third eye and crown. Mm -hmm. This is where and how they can plug into your system and give you that high, that euphoria, that like, woo, bliss state where you like almost don't feel like your feet are on the ground. Yeah. That's an example of what false light feels like. It feels almost like a drug. Like you feel like you get high, but the other thing, the, the other aspect of that, what is true light? What is that illumination, that source consciousness? Because source consciousness also feels very good, but it comes with a centeredness. It comes with that heart centered connection. It comes with peaceful ease. It comes with full autonomy that you are not sharing your system or your body with anything other than your true light. And that's the biggest difference between the two of being able to tell the discernment. But it's kind of like until you stub your toe a few times or until you have to have an extraction or an exorcism mm -hmm. and you have to really understand what a guru cord is, you don't necessarily know these things, which is why it is so important to explore this with mentors and explore mm -hmm. it with psychics that can see the blind spot because otherwise it can, it, it, so much can happen in your life it can turn things upside down, left, right, and center, unless we're super clear on what we're doing. Yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. I actually had discernment on my list because I love talking about it. It's so important. <laughs> it's so important. And, and it especially, is so important. You know, even though it's widely available to us to tap into our intuition, well, you know, there's a whole bunch of gray areas on how we actually get there, who's helping you to get there, what beings you're working with, as you say. And something that, you know, again, was brought to my attention as well, you know, there's universal laws, right? Like agreements that you make with beings or, or even the fact that if you're working in, in duality and you're not in the non-dual light and in the kasha, 
you know, like beings are taking energy from you, however they do that, you know, whatever it is, it might be something you're giving in exchange, it might be literally feeding off your energy. So I think understanding some of the universal laws as well has been very helpful for me to understand, wait, you know, what level of beings do I actually want to work with, even if they intend well, it's very different to be working with, I don't know, tree spirits, versus working with, you know, some deity. And uh, what you said about even just noticing things, you know, in a, in a local whatever, right? You mentioned Kirtan, but it could be anything. That's also something that I've been discussing a lot with my masters. There's lots of mantras, lots of hmm, images of deities, lots of things that we connect into. But if we do not know, you know, what we're actually doing, you know, what does that actual mantra mean? Where does it come from? Who are all the beings and people that are connected into that energy and you're just connecting to that so maybe you think you're connecting to whatever it is jesus christ even you know it's like is it really though or is it your idea of what that energy feels like because it's a vibrational scale and so i think that was what my other question was kind of leading into it's like every being is available to us but depending probably on where our resonance is and what we can access you know what some trance channel may be able to connect to with jesus christ and that spirit or that deity or whatever you think that is that consciousness is very different than someone who has a teeny teeny little bit of their intuitive skills developed and so do you think that there's a difference and this might be language and semantics and i think we've discussed this before is mm -hmm. there a difference between someone developing their intuition and really that ability to connect to higher mind or the ability to translate what beings and the light are communicating. Like that's a pretty big range. Do you feel, or do you feel it's like yeah, the same? Yeah, I, I, was, I would say they're two different things, really. Um, yeah, because usually the way that I see intuition is intuition is a gut feeling. Your intuition is like a somatic experience. You feel it somewhere in your body, whether mm -hmm. it comes from a claircognizant knowing, it comes from a vision, it, you know, there's some sort of internal physical body sensation that comes to intuition. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, there's also a very fine line between intuition and trauma mm. and trauma patterns being activated to be revisited. Mm. So I'd love to just kind of touch on that because that was coming up a, a couple of minutes ago is that, so our intuition and our guidance, I, I talk about this in, the, in this flagship course, I think it was the first class I ever recorded called Trust Your Intuition. It's yes. that I'm sure we've all had the experience where we have listened to our intuition. We've acted on our intuition and let's say it's led us into something blowing up in our life. And mm -hmm. we're like, I thought I listened to my intuition, but so what happens is that it will degrade the trust you have in your intuition in the yes. same way. Let's say if you said, I'll meet you for coffee at nine and then I show up and you don't show up, there's going to be, you know, a little tinge on the relationship, right? There's like something that happens there. Well, mm. the same is true for our intuition. So when we learn to really actually trust our intuition, a lot of people want the like, you know, the, the quick answer, 
but it does come down to trial and error. There yeah. is a lot with our own relationship with our intuition that takes a little bit of, okay, this is how my intuition communicates with me when it's divine knowing. This is how my intuition communicates with me when it's a trauma bond, when I'm attracted to somebody that is, you know, it's like that dizzying, uh, kind of disorienting, obsessive limerence with somebody nine times out of 10, if not more, 99 times out of 100, that's going to be a trauma bond, which means there's a wound, a woundedness within you that is being mirrored in that other person. But that that attraction or that magnetism, you know, it's oftentimes when we say, oh, but there's there's a connection there, even though I know that person's wrong yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a fine line and it's, we say discernment, right? It's kind of like a theme now, but, but there's a fine line between knowing that your intuition is speaking to you and, or that it is an opportunity. And here's the caveat is that your intuition is going to lead you. Your higher self is going to lead you not always into the experience that you want, but into the experience that you need to ascend as a light being and as a healer. Now the wounded, the, the wounded healer archetype is an archetype for a reason. It's that most healers have a pretty freaking traumatic zero to 20, zero to 10, usually 10 to 20. And then we have to spend our twenties really kind of figuring out how to actually exist in this world without so much pain and without so much anxiety and without so much depression. So we start to learn naturally how to heal ourselves which is then why and how we want to heal somebody else or help somebody else heal because we wish we would have had that for ourselves. No, how many times have I said that? It's like the course I wish I had, the thing I wish I had told, you know, is that somebody told me. And I think probably that uh, speaks to you and the kind of offerings that you have. It's like, well, I've been there, so now I need to share it. You know, I've done that, so now I need to share it. Do you get a little bit of that? <laughs> Absolutely. And the funny yeah. thing is that we teach what we need. Yes. A lot of people think that like you have to have it all figured out and you have to be a master. Well, yeah. And of course there's mastery in all subjects. So mm. I've been doing this work now professionally for about 14 years. It's a long time. I've talked a lot of hours with my eyes closed and a channeled transmission or reading space, like fill in the blank. So to a certain degree, I not even to a certain degree by societal standards, I am a master in the quantum field and in reading. Well, at the beginning of my journey, I did a lot to help people heal from addiction. Mm -hmm. I did a lot to help people heal from sexual traumas. I did a lot to help. And so it's like, yeah. I kept creating the courses and attracting the people that helped me to actually complete these cycles within myself. And yeah. I really do believe that for me, the business mentorship, it, it's, it is my divine purpose. It is, there's so much for me in that, that is like, that's what I am designed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and that it's like a different kind of mastery when we shift from teaching, from continuing to reconcile our wounds, which mm -hmm. is also how we integrate our own healing is by teaching. And so that whole make your mess, your message and marketing and all of that. It's like, yeah, make There's your mess, your course. <laughs> There's so much. And, you know, I'm not going to go like teach somebody how to handle collegiate athlete pressure. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I think that's, that's really good to point out because, you know, there's just so many 
coaching courses, course development, entrepreneurship stuff. But I think, you know, being in this kind of soulpreneur space, there must be that alignment of what we're actually here to do to give to the world, the gift that we are, you know, and mm-hmm. matching that with what people actually need and what they're willing to pay for. Right. Like I think the Japanese have this beautiful little symbol, the ikigai or something. It's like what you're good at, what people pay for, you know, what, what you can make money with, what your passion, I don't know, the four things. What the it's world like the needs. First, yeah. What the world <laughs> needs. Exactly. So I think, you know, we keep hitting some of the same, not same, but very important points here about discernment, about, you know, um, really understanding where we're coming from, developing that insight because we can all use it. I think, you know, you work with a lot of business people and visionaries, and I think that's so important, isn't it? It's like we are ignoring a piece of reality and a piece of the energetic world. Like before we even start talking about beings and and trans-channeling, this practicality of being connected to our intuition and using it to guide our life, to guide our decisions, including massive business decisions. Like to me, it's like, I wish I was more aware of this skill when I was in corporate. So I was in corporate for 10 plus years. And I think I always had a bit of this knowing and gut feeling that presented in so many ways. I think I was reading energy way before I even knew it. Oh, my boss's wounds are like this. I don't think he'll ever listen to this podcast, you know, or like really seeing people of why they interact in a certain way. And now I look back and it's like, ah, because I actually always had a sense of being able to read energy and interpreting it through this translator. So it's so helpful and so pragmatic for people to understand that intuition is not some woo-woo thing. It's in our innate intelligence, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Tell us, Satara, tell us the three seconds and how we can just drop into it and trust our intuition a bit more. I think everybody needs to know this then. I love this one. And it's, it's, it's somatic. It's in mm-hmm. your body. That's what I mean when we tune into our body and when we tune into our heart. Those are two things that people are mostly disconnected from is their body and their heart. So mm-hmm. when I teach psychic development, that's step one and that's step two. How do we really practice getting in our body so that you can be very present and conscious and aware that you are embodied Mm. and then the other one is opening your heart and it's not a hallmark thing and it's not about relationship and it's not about love it is about love but it's not about romantic love when we're like you know I'm afraid to give and receive love your heart holds the golden compass of your soul why you are here your entire blueprint your genetic blueprint your soul-centered business your soul-centered creations It's all in the blueprint of your heart. So if your heart is closed, you're not going to be able to access it as easily, Mm. which is why we've got to feel it to heal it. Yes. (laughs) Um, yes. But that three second and even less than three second, honestly, I call it the sway test. And so what I do is I place both hands on my heart and you can do this standing up. I actually recommend doing it standing up with both feet, you know, flat and equal Mm. on the ground. And just simply asking, I like to start, is it in my highest and best to fill in the blank? Yes or no question. Mm. You want it to be super clear. Just yes or no question. Is it in my highest or best? And let me back up. I have my body programmed to lean forward if it is a yes Yes. and lean back if it is a no. But if you, you probably want to ask your body first when you're, you're programming or connecting in with this is show me yes and your body will either lean forward or lean back but show me yes or show me no 
And so that's, you want to clarify that too, I guess, because some people, yes, not everyone, yeah. you know, might be the same. <laughs> so yeah. And so that's it. And then you'll see your, your body. Sometimes it happens for me, even before I'm done with the question, because the thought is already in my mind and my body's already responding. So that's the easiest, most simple way to get a very clear answer from your body. Um, it's also like we can use pendulums to kind of do the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like front back, clearing all these fun things. Um, but similarly with the pendulum, like I believe I can move this with my mind rather than clear my higher self. So the pendulum we have to be careful with because mm -hmm. our the desired answer that we want to see can sometimes get in the way of what is that clear Yes. clear true north but i find that 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 physical in the body mm. very clear hands on heart asking your heart asking your body to show you boom yeah. one two three yeah. amazing tip and it's a great place <laughs> to start i notice that i end up doing that even at the grocery store is this food what i need right now are these I'm vitamins are these yes. vitamins what i need right now I'm so glad you brought that up because I, you know, when I was in Bali for two and a half years through the pandemic, there were times where I knew that I needed supplements, but I wasn't sure which ones. And I would walk through the supplement line and just, you know, hold something on my chest. My body would show me yes or no. And yeah. when I've done, um, naturopathic, I'm forgetting what it's called, but some sort of naturopathic medicine, you mm -hmm. know, where they, they check your dosage and what you need, uh, yeah. that sort of stuff. Before they would even bring it into my aura, I would know if it was a yes or no, you yeah. know, and then they'd muscle test or do things. But, and that's what having a clear connection to your body does. Mm. And, and I will tell you, I, I used to be on birth control and not know when my period was coming. I was so dissociated from my body. I mean, that's pretty, it's a, it's a pretty extreme example. But it's a pretty but common I, thing. Like, look how many women are on birth control. I mean, look, they probably don't educate people enough on what that does, you know, all our body systems no. and all that. It's not in line with the rhythms of nature not in line with, and you know, that's perhaps intentional, you know, to keep us disconnected because we become more powerful beings when we're connected to ourselves. And if we're connected to ourselves. And then let's just say we also have very supportive and encouraging supporting lifestyle. Like we're not on intoxicants and drugs and all of these things, how much clearer of a channel we can become. And again, working on accessing higher and higher levels of consciousness, higher and higher levels of light beings that work with you, you know, like we can become very powerful beings to create, to manifest, to invent right? Like all of that stuff, you know, you pops out of nowhere, but it's, it's already in the consciousness. It's in the field, but it's learning how to actually connect to that. Isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the reason I share that is to just set an example. Like I'm, I'm 14 years down this path, but I started addicted to substances, drinking, partying. Like I, I started so discombobulated and so disconnected and so fractured. And I share that experience transparently because I have such a deep level of compassion for empaths and starseeds mm -hmm. that turn to drugs and alcohol to dissociate because sometimes just existing in this world can be too much. It can be yeah. too intense. Mm -hmm. And 
And there's ways for us to take step by step by step to like you're saying, and I think this is a great way to step into the, your original question about intuition, is that we take step by step by step to connect to those higher dimensional beings. Mm. And when we're coming to those higher dimensional beings from a very, very clear and embodied and grounded place, mm. we can have extremely beneficial relationships with ascended masters and mentors that absolutely do have our highest and best interest in mm. mind and in heart and are doing what they can to serve humanity. Yeah, It's when we come from a wounded place that we get in trouble because our blind spot is not, it, it's the same thing with dating. It's like, if we're coming to dating in from a wounded place, we're most likely going to attract a lesson. Yeah. And it's the same thing with these, with these beings. So when you come into that place of wholeness and you know who you are, you know what your energy feels like, you know what your sovereignty feels like the balance and harmony in those relationships that can, that can happen um, can be extraordinarily beneficial, mm. extraordinarily. Yeah. And so good to say that, like, we just need to cultivate that level of awareness. Like, let's look at ourselves. What are our patterns? What are the things we're going through? What are the patterns we don't want to keep anymore? Cause that's part of the healing process, right? Like tons of people, mm -hmm. everyone can use a bit of healing. But if they're not wanting or they're not ready to make that choice, it doesn't matter if you can see all of their energy. It doesn't matter what beings are around them waiting to help them. This is free will if they want to do something or not. Okay. So higher beings, higher beings. Let's talk about that. I know. I think we're, what, what was I asking? I think I was asking intuition versus higher mind and the messages from these beings. But since we talk so much about discernment, so let's say somebody's really interested, you know, and there's lots of you know, new age, everything. And how do we discern from, let's say, going to a workshop, it's a channeling workshop, and they say they channel the, you know, the blue people, let's just say. Like, how do you know, how do you discern that they're actually bringing that information from those places? Because lots of people just want to believe as well. Maybe there's a knowing that there must be higher consciousness. There, there are definitely enough evidence to show us that but how do you discern from all the offerings out there and the people because what if you just go in there and you you know they dress in the right way they speak in the right way they're magnetic in nature and they say they're bringing through these messages but you know like what should we look out for when we're wanting to get involved wanting to experience and learn and there's just way too much out there and separating from truth and wanting to believe I might get in a little bit of trouble for just speaking to this, but I'm going to, it's, you have to look for the actors. You have to look for the people that are playing the part. It, it's, it's that simple. It is so easy to buy the outfit and to speak the language and to take serious advantage of people. Yes. And what I will tell you is that the real ones often don't look like the real ones. Mm. That's one key. And it's not to say, don't like wear what you want to wear. If you know, whatever this, whatever it is that you're wearing feels authentic to you. Mm. But what I've seen in the new age community globally mm. is that there's an outfit. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a well, that's why I ask in this way. There's it's a look. And a lot of it is comfortable, right? Okay. Organic cotton linen is nice. And we know it's like better for your body. We know all these things. Okay. Yes. 100%.
in my experience, this is what I'm saying is the ones that you do not expect it because they don't look the part, the ones that are over trying mm. and you can feel it. And if you are not feeling it in your body, it's because you have a wound that is about to be taught a lesson by believing somebody that is not real and that is not authentic. And I hate to say it, but there is so much of this crap. Yeah. in the new age communities. Like you have to discern. And so when I was living in Bali, I actually went, I haven't really talked about this publicly, but I went guns blazing on four different leaders of community that I could see that were full blown taking advantage of people. And I, as I called them out and I train psychics, so I have a whole group of psychics behind me. And you better believe that if I'm about to speak in public and call somebody out who is a leader in community, I have crossed my T's and I have dotted my eyes, meaning I have double checked. Is this me? Am I getting triggered? Is this going on, you know, in this way, that way, the other. And I think part of why it showed up for me was because there were times in my life where I wish somebody would have protected me from the experiences that I went into because my naivety was taken advantage of. Yeah. And so there is an element, right? That some of these people and things exist to teach that lesson, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So there's, a, you know, it's like, we can't go and stop them all. That's for sure. In the same way, we can't go and stop all the corrupt politicians from doing what they're doing. Yeah. But similarly, it is, it's radically important to know how to trust yourself and your intuition. Mm -hmm. And that being said, it's not to say that you're going to be brought into, and these communities that were happening had a business aspect to it. They had a money mm -hmm. aspect to it. And so there was a bit of manipulation going on with like the funding and how to get people involved. And there was hypnosis involved. And I'm like, red flag, red flag, red flag. Like this is getting a little out of hand. And then what happened every time I called them out was that I got ostracized from the community. Then months later, I had people from every single time come to me to either apologize or tell me what, what happened when what I predicted is shit hitting the fan or people getting re-traumatized or like these types of things, they happen. So mm -hmm. I'm speaking to this, not from a place of like, well, you better watch out. I'm speaking to it from a place of like, I've seen it. Yes. I've seen it. I've been hurt by it. I've been interacting with it. I've had the apologies. It's, it's a part of, it's a part of the experience of growing. And the unfortunate thing is that the new age community and spirituality by, by means of it being a healing community has a lot of wounded people. Yes, it really does. And so there's, there's an element for graciousness. There's an element for participating and knowing your value, knowing your worth, knowing how you're showing up, knowing your composure. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is that even at the beginning of my journey, I was so broken and I was so disoriented and I was in so much pain and I was, I was, I was the bender queen. I would black out for days at a time while mm -hmm. I was getting a 4.0 in school. So I understand also what it means to come to these places looking for healing and looking for guidance. Yes. And I've also been hurt and manipulated by my mentors and business partners and, and people. 
So yeah. as much as I would love to share everything I can to protect anyone who's listening to mm -hmm. this from having these hardened experiences, what I will say is that I trust and I know that every experience that I had that gives me the credibility to be able to share in this kind of just very transparent and blunt way is that every one of those experiences shaped a different level of conviction for me. I learned to stand true to my own voice and my own authenticity, even when I was the only one that was seeing things the way that they were. Yes. yes. And like there were big, big, big giant lessons for me in every single one. Yeah. And so I, I like to think that I'm unmanipulatable in the sense that I can, <laughs> you know, my BS meter has gotten much, much, much higher, yes. but I also think it's made me a much, 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 much more real and authentic person myself because yeah. any area within myself, right. That mirrored or magnetized those experiences into me was also a detoxification from patterns. I learned of being in a capitalistic and greedy society. Yeah. There were detoxes that happened for me. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And before we do a little transmission, if you would like <laughs> to, I think, you know, that's a great way to, to end it as well as like, you know, as part of this whole discernment process, it's like really looking at the ethics, at the ethos, at the precepts of these practitioners, you know, like before you even look at what they're saying, it's like, do they look authentic? Are they embodying that? Do they walk the walk, the talk, you know, are they actually saying what they mean and meaning what they say? Like, I really, you know, have a few things that I really want to hold true about myself and then I really value. So integrity is one of them, right? Like, I don't want to be out there just wearing the clothes, but not able to bring what I need to in the session. So I think probably letting everyone know that, yes, you're going to get the experience that you will, for your learning, for your resonances to come up and for the opportunity to be healed, but also just look at the ethics, look at the precepts, look at how they, how they're respected. No, actually not, that might not actually be an indicator because you could be really well respected, but still not have integrity. <laughs> so, so. This is my meter. This is how I change the game for myself with clients, people that mm -hmm. hire me or pay me money or business partners or even friends for that matter. But I made an agreement with myself that I would not work with anybody that I wouldn't want to personally invite to my house and have mm -hmm. over for dinner. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's one of, it's that a, is it's now a good one of my one. standards. Yeah, it's a huh? great test. It's a great test. You know, <laughs> like, for example, my, my current, you know, master in hermetics and Qigong, it's like, anytime, you know, if he asks me for, for a lunch, for a thing, I'm like, yeah, 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 you know, absolutely. Because you just want to spend more time with these people, you know, you're in there awareness you're learning you're soaking up the energy like there's always something you're gonna benefit it makes you absolutely a person, right so if absolutely you're like, oh, oh that client again or <laughs> or what it's like you know it's just not really is it really beneficial for you or are you just wanting to have a business transaction so i think mm -hmm. that integrity is um is really important okay um yep. yeah so do do you do your guides and beings that you work with want to come through with a little transmission or message for the audience perhaps yeah you know it's funny because people ask me what do i channel and i say my heart i speak to and come through and from my heart so that's what i'll share with you here today a little bit of light language transmission so i'll go ahead and 
tune into should the we energy just, that Should we just here? explain what light language is? I know there might be people that don't sure. understand that. Yeah, just, sure. I know we can talk a lot, but just a little bit before you go into it. <laughs> Absolutely. So as I understand light language is that light language is, it's an ancient soul language. So when I started channeling it, I went from not speaking it at all within a matter of 10 minutes, having a full-blown activation, writing, scribing. I could not stop moving my mouth. You talk about Jesus coming to people. You talk about Archangel Michael. That night, they were both there with me. I had lightning bolts shooting through my feet. It was a really powerful experience for me. It also happened March of 2020, which was a monumental month for all of us. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it was a wild, wild ride. But as I understand it, and as what I have seen, is that light language is the absolute fastest and clearest way to transmit, transmute energy to evoke healing as well as activating dormant DNA. So what that means is it brings online the wisdom and the memories of where your soul has been before the time of incarnation, as well as activating parallel lifetimes. So parallel realities that are coexisting right now as well. So, I mean, we could have an entire show yeah, dedicated I know. just to like- so will, will people experience it? What should people expect or anticipate if they listen, when they listen? I would say to anticipate and expect nothing, to just simply sit back and receive, let go and allow your heart to simply be open and just notice what you notice, experience what you experience. Perfect advice. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. So just tuning into the energy that we have cultivated here. And I know I've shared a, a, quite a bit about caution and some of the things that can come up, but I also want to mitigate and clear that fear to know that we can come to this space and we can come to a place of healing from a very, very, very beautiful and very illuminated and very open connection. And what I want to encourage with this transmission is to deepen that internal connection between you and you. Karuna compassion, meaning that there is no space between you and you, that you are so deeply connected to the wholeness of who you are, the wholeness of your divinity. And there's a prayer coming through as well to heal the grounding cord. Your grounding cord is connection from your root chakra to the center of the earth. This can also be a connection to your earth star chakra at the bottom of your feet that also connects you to the earth. So I'd like to invite you to connect even more deeply into connection with your higher self. I like to see your higher self as also your future self. You are, you are, you are. 
just clearing connection from crown to root, activating, rebalancing each and every chakra center. And go ahead and just simply ask for your intuitive guidance to drop in one piece of information for you right now. Beautiful. Beautiful. And as we go forth, may we integrate the healing and the lessons received with courage, self-love, and compassion. And little mini transmission here today is complete. <laughs> Beautiful. I just had, uh, I can just see the energy moving around me. And my little message was, um, I feel like it's the emerald dragon. That's been really popping up a lot in my awareness, although I haven't really connected to him or it. So yeah, I need a little connection to it. <laughs> I Thank love you for that. that. You're very mm. welcome. Mm. You're very welcome. Mine was, um, to keep my heart open and everything will magnetize to me with grace and ease. Beautiful. Yes. And hopefully the audience will receive whatever blessings and message that is ready and ready for them today. Thank you Satara, for that. coming today and sharing all this beautiful wisdom. And, you know, we, we could talk for hours and all the ways that, you know, intuition and insights can help guide us our, in our lives and our business. We haven't even like touched upon that. So well, many, so many I know, aspects. I know so many aspects. <laughs> so I will drop your links in the show notes as well. So we can find Satara on her Monet society, her quantum leap, which I think is a program. Is that right? The quantum leap is actually a free ebook. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, that will, of course that comes through a email opt-in. And so through that, they will get sent the ebook, which comes in video or readable form, uh, Amazing. as well as information to embody your higher self. So Amazing. All which we all need there. to do, which we all need to do. So mm -hmm. thank you so much for sharing your gifts, your story and everything today. And may this message reach far and wide into whoever needs to hear it. Oh, yes. Blessing, sister. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute joy and pleasure. I hope we get to do it again soon. <laughs> yes, I know. Thank you. All right. That was lovely. Easy to. Oh, you're cutting out a little bit. It's still working. There you go.